following program contains important but graphic material. These topics are designed to foster discussion, but may be objectionable to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This is Opal Singleton. I am the host of your show. We come to you every Thursday morning here on Voice America Variety Channel. We really value our relationship with Voice America. They reach out well over 100 countries. Uh, Amazing folks. We've been together over five years now doing this podcast. I was reflecting on that this morning and wondering, uh, you know, you put the words out on a microphone, they go out across the air and you always wonder, does it matter? Does it make any difference whatsoever? Before we get deep into our subject, and it's going to be a deep subject this morning, I would tell you that we are starting a program at at uh, Million Kids. This show is brought to you by Million Kids. That is M-I-L-L-I-O-N, Million Kids, K-I-D-S, because more than one million kids are trafficked each year throughout the world. Our organization is not one million kids or a million kids. We're just simply million kids. And I'd invite you to go to millionkids.org or go to uh, me and kids on Facebook and tell us your story. It's also on YouTube for what it's worth. You can uh, uh, Google that. It's basically uh, tell us your million kids story. If we have impacted your life in some way, we would like to hear about it. We thought, well, some of you have time on your hands. Let's put it to good use because I've been doing this for 10 years now. I've talked to over 400,000 people personally and uh, trained a whole lot of people and did tens of thousands of hours of research. And we were all talking one day that we'd really like to get to know you. And uh, if we made a difference in how you look at things or if you've had a situation of a niece or a nephew or a son or grandson or granddaughter that or daughter that has been um, approached by pedophiles or predators, or if they've been involved, hopefully not been involved as victims of sex trafficking or sextortion or child pornography, you know, tell us your story. We would, You can either record it, you can write it, you can uh, uh, do a voice of it, you can do a video of it off your cell phone, whatever you want to do, but send it to us at millionkids.org. Just uh, the the email is info at millionkids.org. Well, what I want to talk about today is how too much time online can be dangerous for kids. So before I get deep into this, let me make something very clear. I am not a prude. I am not a Uh, a radical in any way. Our kids live in the generation where they will live online, and I get that. They are, in my opinion, the most exciting generation that's ever lived. Even more important, I believe, those of you that know I'm making a documentary, uh, more important than the Industrial Revolution because this generation of teenagers 
will lead all future generations of teenagers on how to use the internet with respect and responsibility, hopefully, and literally live in a world without borders. I was thinking that we really right now have a perfect storm coming on because we're isolated. This is a this show is being made during the kind of the peak of the uh, of the isolation of the COVID nineteen crisis and uh, how it has changed our lives. Every one of us, you know, schools are closed. I was thinking about the impact of that. In fact, I saw that our social services group DPSS here in Riverside County. I live about sixty miles east of L.A., Los Angeles. Um, our our social services made a a PSA, a, a advertisement, if you will, to remind people that this is National Child Abuse Month, and more important, with schools closed, then you have less and less access to seeing where kids are being exploited or violated. So many cases have come because uh, the teacher or the counselor or someone, a uh, sports coach or somebody that knows them can build trust with a teenager and or a young person and they will report um, when they won't report to anybody else. But schools are closed. So you have that factor that you're not seeing those cases. Along with the perfect storm, you have teenagers who legitimately are doing a lot of their classes online. Some of them are better at it than others. Some of them are not terribly disciplined. And it also means that for many parents, they just turn their kid loose, hoping and praying they're doing their homework. But they are bored. They're scared. They don't know where this is going to end. I just saw a headline today saying that the unemployment rate now has reached 25 million because of the COVID virus. Now, I know there's going to be a real effort to get us all back to work again. That's going to get interesting when we've all been off. But anyway, uh, but it is important to understand the psychological impact of that on your child. At the same time that we have schools closed and our kids having more time, we have a time of increased stress in our society. And that's very important to understand if you understand pedophilia or pimping or like that. Uh, They don't stop just because society has stopped. In fact, with increased pressure and more time on their hands and most likely more time to access technology, what you are seeing is an increase in their erratic and uh, unsavory behavior. You know, what what will happen is as they become more pressured, they turn more to um, excuse me here. They they turn more to pornography. They turn more to their obsessions. They uh, are messing around on the internet and playing games and playing games with any child that they can access that they can get that child to report back to them and uh, respond back to them. So you have a greater increase of crime. That is, that is really true of domestic violence. The number of domestic violence cases are going up because husbands and wives and uh, significant others are now isolated together and probably unemployed, worried about money. And as the pressure increases, if that was not a solid and healthy and supportive relationship, that relationship will will be become progressively more 
uh, dysfunctional and more violent. And as pedophiles uh, find time on their hands and they need to release the stress that of their obsession, they will spend more time online. That is happening at the same time that law enforcement is having to cut back some of their work. Now, I'm really proud of the Riverside County Anti-Human Trafficking Task Force. They had a, a nice case this week, a big case. I want to give it a shout out. Uh, they're still out there, but they have to protect themselves. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had Sheriff uh, Chad Bianco and also uh, District Attorney Mike Hestron on our shows just to share with you the challenge of keeping your law enforcement safe while still going after the bad guy in a crisis like this. This is serious because in the Riverside County Sheriff, we have now lost two deputies to the COVID-19 virus. One of them had four children. One of them had three children. They are incredible individuals who put their lives on the line. We have a third one that's really fighting for his life. And then we have 30 open cases right now within the sheriff department. By the way, it just broke my heart yesterday. We had a 21-year-old girl who continued to work in a in a, a care home, an elderly care home, and ended up dying from the COVID virus. Most everybody else had uh, refused to come in. They had had a massive outbreak. And she stayed with it, and she gave her life for that, and uh, she is to be recognized and commended. Our case this week uh, out in Morongo Valley, that's out towards Palm Springs, to the north of Palm Springs, they arrested a a man by the name of uh, Elio Elogio Ariadondo, I think it's called. He... uh, Interesting looking character, full of tattoos, I would guess gang related, doesn't say here. But his victim was under 14. That means she was probably 12 or 13. And uh, our guys found her. It, it wasn't an easy task because it went all the way from L.A. all the way out into the desert. But congratulations to all the team there for going out and making this happen. Uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, if you know, if you know anything more about this character, this this uh, case is on our town. Ta- on our, uh, I can't talk this morning. I'm out of practice, I guess. Anyway, this case is on our uh, Facebook page. Uh, the headline is "Man Accused of Sexually Abusing Juvenile in Thousand Palms." His name is. Elio Gio Ariadondo, uh, and uh, they're looking for other victims. They believe there are other victims. If you see or hear or know anything about that, please call the RCAT Task Force Investigator. Um, phone number 760-836-1600-760-836-1600. And uh, in that case, what you'll see is that that there will be other victims. My point here is, is that we really have a perfect storm brewing between the, the, uh, idea that law enforcement is strained at this time to be able to have the resources and go out and investigate cases they normally would consider routine. They're having to cut back. But at the same time, we don't have any kind of uh, 
access to schools where they can be watching out for the child. Your child is spending more time online and they're bored. And we're going to get into how all of that plays out in the next section. Anytime kids go online and they they tell they're bored, boredom leads to risk-taking. They will do things. Have you ever seen uh, cases on IDTV? I occasionally watch IDTV. And they'll go, why did you do it? I don't know. You know, you talk to your teenager. Why did you do that? I don't know. <laughs> you know. Well, part of it is because they're bored and they have time in their hands. And when you're bored, you take chances. But you add to that the fact that pedophiles are out there and they're in a hyper state of agitation where they are taking greater chances themselves because there is a need for them to be able to do more and more exploitation to release the pressure. When you get into pedophilia and uh, pimping, it is... It is not about sex. It is a psychological condition. It is an obsessive, compulsive, obsessive behavior. I am not uh, dismissing their responsibility in any way. But it is important to understand that as this pressure increases, their activity is going to increase. And so we have an absolute perfect storm of boredom, time, pedophilia, and our kids taking chances. And so we're going to talk about how to deal with that in the next segment. This is Opal Singleton. The show is called Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are up against that break. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. This is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Did you know that every day in America, more than 9,000 kids are sextorted? That means blackmail with an illicit or naked photo. This does not have to happen. Million Kids has been educating in schools for over eight years now. And it is my dream to make a documentary that we can give to free to every school in America across the nation to educate our kids about how the Internet works and where a naked photo goes when you hit send. But we need matching funding on this. So if you have it in your heart today to support us in this documentary, please go to GoFundMe Million Kids. That is GoFundMe Million Kids and donate today. We can make this world a safer place for your kids and our kids. GoFundMe Million Kids. Thank you for your support. Hello, this is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Hey, let me tell you about my new book, Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls. We are living at the most important time in all of history. In 2020, the entire world will be connected by Internet. That means our kids can access the entire world, but the entire world can access our kids, including pedophiles, predators, cartels, and organized crime. New technologies like encrypted messaging, vaporware, cryptocurrency, and the dark net means pedophiles all over the world can access, groom, and exploit our kids. Right now, over 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed because they sent a naked photo. This book is for parents and educators and anyone who cares about kids. Go to www.millionkids.org and order Societal Shift today. It may be the most important thing you ever did to keep your child safe from predators. 
Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers, will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. I have a little frog in my throat this morning, it seems like, so bear with me. Um, I want to talk about a case because uh, what I want to share with you is I'm not just some old woman wagging my finger, okay? I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in understanding where we're at in society and how this is going to affect our kids in society and how to literally teach this generation of young people to be leaders because they will lead all future generations in how to use technology either by, with responsibility or use it in a way that it violates themselves and others. It's a fascinating thing. I'm in the process of uh, putting together a documentary. I have a couple of books out on this subject. It's very very important to understand the big picture of where we are at. The book is called Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls. And it is all about how our lives are changing because this year, the year 2020, which is looking to be a very difficult year for most of us, is in fact the historic era as the entire world is connected through 5G and internet technology. Never happened before. But on top of it, there is a convergence of several very important technologies. That is what the documentary and the book Societal Shift is all about. As our kids are starting to experience artificial intelligence, in other words, what they look at more is fed to them. Everything about them will be known and calibrated and fed back to them to make them offers. Why is that important? If they're looking at animated video game character pornography, they are going to be getting a lot of information about pornography. And then you have encryption that may be here by the end of the year. My prediction for quite a long time now is that 
that cryptocurrency will be tied to most apps by the end of the year. And think about the the power of living in a world without borders. It changes relationships, and this is very important to understand what we're talking about here. In societal shift, think about how the COVID-19 thing has uh literally affected each and every one of us through technology. Number one, we're all telecommuting. Most of us didn't even have Zoom four weeks ago or six weeks ago. Uh, we, we never thought about having to communicate in such a way where we couldn't look at each other and share each other's expressions and interact and banter. You, when you talk online, you kind of have to be careful what you say because email and texting can be easily misinterpreted and change relationships dramatically. The other thing that's happening with this is the fact that we are now living in a world without borders. And this is true of your teenager. And it's important to have this dialogue with your teenager so that you can help them learn to navigate this massive change that is taking place in our society. Think about COVID-19. It started in some little town nobody had ever heard of in China called Wuhan. I had never heard of Wuhan. I bet you've never heard of Wuhan. And it migrated. And then suddenly we're on the worldwide stage. We are seeing deaths mount all over the place in Italy. Many of us have never been to Italy. Now I've been to Italy several times, but many, many people out there haven't been to Italy. But suddenly Italy is an important part of their life. And then then you're seeing this take place in New York City, but you live in, you know, a suburb of Los Angeles or a small town in Arizona. And, you know, you haven't been to New York, but suddenly New York is at the center, the core of your decision-making processes. They are deciding that we all wear masks and like that. And so towns everywhere are are being integrated into what is happening in New York. You see, the power of technology is that it makes it very, very real to you. It seems like a real relationship and you incorporate that in your life as if it's happening to you. For instance, think about this. You have a, a nightclub that's blown up out of a terrorism act, let's say in Atlanta, Georgia. And you live in uh, Gillette, Wyoming. Okay. Hello to my friends up in Wyoming, by the way. I hope you're listening. You, you're great folks. <laughs> and some friends out in Lenexa, Kansas, and Butler, Pennsylvania, while I'm on a roll. But here we go. You know, they blow up a, a bar in, or a nightclub in Atlanta, and suddenly you say to yourself, you feel like a victim. You weren't hurt, you were thousands of miles away. But still, you say to yourself, maybe I shouldn't go to that nightclub in my area because terrorists can blow them up. And so that is the power of social media and terrorism is it makes you feel as if you are also victimized, even though you're not hurt. And so this is happening with the COVID-19 thing is 
all of a sudden the deaths we each every day we go how many people were killed were they killed in my area you know if they're killed in Baton Rouge well then that's not as bad for me because I'm a long ways from Baton Rouge but how many are killed in Riverside California and you began to search out that data the problem with all of this is that uh, it's a societal shift in that the data is being fed to you through news outlets which you don't know anything about and thousands of them. In fact, one of the dangers here, unless we teach our teens to evaluate truth, you know, one of the things that's going to be important is our teens will have more information provided to them than in any time on earth. And it will get nothing less than it is today. In other words, your child, by the time they're 22, will be living in a world where millions of pieces of information are being fed to them. But what is being done to teach your child how to evaluate that truth? That I, I often talk about this because when I listen to the news, which is not too often because I get terribly depressed sometimes, but it is a fascinating thing when you listen to the news. You need, If you're going to listen to the news, you need to channel hop and channel hop with your child and your teenager and say, what do we just hear and what do we know about what is real? Because your child, and and this is going to be real important because keep in mind, this child that you're talking to will soon have 50,000 followers and maybe, uh, you know, million, five million likes, they are going to live in a world with people they don't know. And we have to begin to tell them and teach them how to evaluate what is real online. Because somebody's going to be telling them, I'm a Hollywood talent scout and I saw your TikTok and you are really hot. Meet me on Instagram. I'm going to get you a contract. And this person's going, your child's going to believe them if they're not taught to live in a world without borders. It is important to have that discussion with your child, to be able to say, what do we know? What did they, First of all, dissect the sentence. Teach your child to dissect sentences, because that's the first key to understanding truth. One of the things that's very disturbing to me now, when I, when I was older, when I was younger, <laughs> we're getting older, when I was younger, you know, if you said it, your name was attached to it, and they tracked you down, and you had to prove it. You had to give your sources. I would. I haven't seen a research study on this, but I would think there needs to be one. How many stories out there are printed or referred to facts that are according to sources who know, and they do not identify the source? Well, who is that? You know, that could be the janitor or the, you know, somebody that's, a, a, you know, got bad intents for your child. What I normally see is a fact given by a, a reporter with an opinion all in one statement. So it sounds like it's all one fact. And that is not truth. And so the first thing we need to do to keep our kids from falling prey to people they don't know is begin to teach them to live in a world without borders, to evaluate what is being fed to them. Who is this person? What do we know about them? Can we validate that? Is there facts? Is there research? Are there stories connected to this that I can research? 
before I take that as honest truth. This is important because our kids are forming their relationships online in a world with people they have never met. Every time your child goes into an online gaming relationship in an open chat room, they are being exposed to people and ideas in that chat room that you may not agree with, but they need that person's approval and they have no way to validate whether what that person is telling them is accurate or not if we do not give them the skill sets to live in a world where you need to validate who you're connecting with and be able to protect yourself to understand. And it doesn't matter how many points you need to stay in the game. If this guy's a bad guy, you need to be able to understand that, protect yourself and run for your life. My name is Opal Singleton. This show is called Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are up against that break. If you want to write to me, write to me at opal, O-P-A-L, at millionkids.org. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Hello, this is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Hey, let me tell you about my new book, Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls. We are living at the most important time in all of history. In 2020, the entire world will be connected by Internet. That means our kids can access the entire world, but the entire world can access our kids, including pedophiles, predators, cartels, and organized crime. New technologies like encrypted messaging, vaporware, cryptocurrency, and the dark net means pedophiles all over the world can access, groom, and exploit our kids. Right now, over 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed because they sent a naked photo. This book is for parents and educators and anyone who cares about kids. Go to www.millionkids.org and order Societal Shift today. It may be the most important thing you ever did to keep your child safe from predators seduced the grooming of america's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in america three out of four victims are u.s citizens most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the internet sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo sometimes it's catastrophic Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are listening to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O P A L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Uh, Let me share with you why I feel so strongly about uh, teaching your child what is truth and to be able to evaluate online relationships. This headline, on, uh, and it is on our Facebook page at Million Kids and also MillionKids.org, Oxnard man accused of posing as girl on social media, persuading boy to send nude photos. This is an article by the TV station KTLA. Ventura police detectives arrested an Oxnard man this week after he posed as a girl on Instagram. Now, that is very, very common. What will happen, in fact, I'm uh, working with an intern here that's helping me with Instagram so that we can create a whole tutorial for you, mom and dad, about how how Instagram works and and, uh, how pedophiles use it and how you can protect yourself. But what will often happen is that kids post photos that are a little bit provocative, uh, maybe unintentionally, but sometimes intentionally, on things like uh, hashtag uh, teen girls, okay? Uh, Sometimes it's hashtag teen girls with a Z, uh, maybe uh, hashtag teen boys, hashtag uh, uh, web, uh, cam girls, okay? Uh, hashtag cam girls or cam guys. These are guys that are making provocative uh, videos. Now, we don't know that this was happening here. But what the way pedophiles work is that they go through these hashtags and then they send a message off to them. To They see somebody that looks like they might be easy to... Uh, entice to lure to seduce that's why my first book was called seduced the grooming of america's teenagers well uh in this case he posed as a girl on instagram persuaded a teenage boy to send a nude photo of himself and then begin to blackmail him that is exactly the mo those of you that follow us know that i've seen research studies that said that nine thousand kids a day in america are being lured into sending a naked photo and 58% of them will go out and meet up with their pedophile to negotiate back that photo. And then they get further violated. And it will change their life forever. In this case, this young man, I believe, was 14, yes. He's just coming out of puberty, starting to understand who he is as a man, who he's going to be. 
And this is most likely his first sexual experience. One of the things I often remind people of is we are putting our kids on the phone before they go through puberty or as they're going through puberty. And their first sexual experience will most likely be a virtual sexual experience. And if they end up being violated, it will change how they perceive themselves for the rest of their lives. It will change how they perceive relationships. They will change how they perceive uh, the opposite sex and it will also undermine their belief in themselves because in these cases these kids make this decision in isolation in other words it's in some weak moment when they're on a video game or on an app and they think that they can trust this person everybody is doing it they're bored they don't know why they do it they take that photo they shoot it off and the next thing you know they are being blackmailed and that blackmail is vicious folks and they're not being blackmailed by one person you see what happens and I'll talk about this as we get to the end of this case here what happens is normally pedophiles work together this is not just one guy hiding in the corner molesting his child not that that's minor trust me that is huge because this is also National Child Abuse Month and as I said it's harder to find right now because they're not being reported in schools because there is no school. So at least that kid home alone, if they're being violated home alone with parents more often than ever, that's why I say it's a perfect storm right now. But if you think about what is happening here in this case, that perpetrator joins a child pornography ring. This is some of what is happening. In fact, I'll just skip down to that part. Detectives also learned that Whitfield, this is a, a perpetrator, alleged perpetrator, let let me make that clear, he has not been uh, sentenced, but uh, has been arrested. Travis James Whitfield out of Ventura, uh, Oxnard, excuse me, out of Oxnard, he was conspiring with another subject who also lived in Oxnard. So what you have is two pedophiles working together. When you see things like that, what you'll also see is they're usually connected to other pedophiles on the internet. This is why I say that we're living in a perfect storm for danger for our kids because our kids are out there bored and taking chances and we have pedophiles who are also hyperactive finding each other and when they get one of these photos they trade it, they sell it, they share it with each other. It is a unique thing that is happening there because it if you think of the world of pedophilia they bond they they uh, get an implied uh, validity between themselves uh, they get to accept themselves together and uh, that that not only validates that what they're doing is okay but it gives them a sense of community but think about what is happening to that child that child's photo is suddenly not just gone out to a perpetrator but is being bought sold and traded in the dark web on a massive scale and those people photos have GPS on them unless somebody's smart enough to disable their GPS which most teenagers don't do on ta- on top of it you know they already know their Instagram hashtags and and how to reach them. So that photo suddenly goes out to a lot of people. And all of a sudden, this young man, who's 14 years old, does not have adult cognitive reasoning, is being bombarded by people who want money. 
and a lot of it. And they want more photos. That's exactly what happened here. They wanted more photos and a lot better photos than the one they first sent them, okay? And they will often include photos if they if they are live streaming in a video game uh, chat room, they can see that there are other children in the household. I have seen cases where they've demanded that those other children also be included in those photos. In this case, I'm extremely proud of this young man. 58% of them will not tell that are victims of this and go out and try to deal with it themselves. Somewhere along the line, I would say an adult got involved here because of the way the story goes. Uh, after interviewing the victims, detective learned a person using a profile and claiming to be a female had contacted the boy and sent him nude photos of a female. The profile was later determined to be actually Whitfield. So what happened here is that um, somebody reported this. Now, I'm going to tell you, parents, this is a tricky, tricky situation and one that takes a whole lot of maturity on your part. And quite frankly, it takes uh, solidarity in the community, in the family. The most important thing you can do is not shame your child, okay? Because if your child feels they can't come to you or they're going to lose their technology or that you are going to look at them as less. And by the way, Dad, if you have a daughter, this is especially important because I see fathers struggling with this and they look at their daughters as if they've been shamed and violated and fallen women. It is important, parents, that you understand what is taking place here and that you take the high road. What is important is that you certainly have structure. You have a contract between you and your child and you have structure where you say this is what you cannot do. But if you get yourself in a place that it, where you're being uh, extorted or blackmailed, even if you're guilty and hopefully you won't be, I want you to know I believe in you and you and I are going to take the, together take this on together. When you start into extortion, this is so great that no teenager can handle it alone because it isn't just one person usually, it's a multitude of people. The name of the game parents is certainly set boundaries, but have grace. Okay, put your arms around them and say, I'm going to help you get through it. Certainly, you have to shut down all of their social media. But the first thing you have to do is help your child take it to authorities. These guys almost never target one child. They're large scale rings. They are violating hundreds of kids. And that is happening here. In this case, the family, somebody reported it to Instagram, the Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force and the National Center for missing and exploited children and I will give you those numbers before we're through uh, with this or this show as they did that they began to find out sure enough there's a lot more uh, 
victims out there. So I am proud as I can be. I'm sorry the 14-year-old had to experience this. It is my desire, the work of million kids, to educate kids fast enough so that less kids get exploited. That is why we are building a documentary. If you want to help us in our work to educate parents and teenagers and build this documentary and educate in schools, you can do that by donating at millionkids.org. That is uh, just go to millionkids.org, hit that donate button, uh, and or send us an email. Uh, tell us if we've impacted your life. By the way, we are running that program out there. We want to hear from you. But the bottom line is the more time your kid spends online, unless they are educated, prepared, and instructed and have a partnership with you, they're going to be in danger. My name is Opal Singleton. This show is called Exploited Crimes Against Humanity, brought to you by MillionKids.org. Please uh, go to MillionKids.org and hit that donate button. We'll be right back. Thank you. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Hello, this is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Hey, let me tell you about my new book, Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls. We are living at the most important time in all of history. In 2020, the entire world will be connected by Internet. That means our kids can access the entire world, but the entire world can access our kids, including pedophiles, predators, cartels, and organized crime. New technologies like like encrypted messaging, vaporware, cryptocurrency, and the dark net means pedophiles all over the world can access, groom, and exploit our kids. Right now, over 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed because they sent a naked photo. This book is for parents and educators and anyone who cares about kids. Go to www.millionkids.org and order Societal Shift today. It may be the most important thing you ever did to keep your child safe from predators seduced the grooming of america's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in america three out of four victims are u.s citizens most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the internet sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo sometimes it's catastrophic Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. 
This is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Did you know that every day in America, more than 9,000 kids are sextorted? That means blackmail with an illicit or naked photo. This does not have to happen. Million Kids has been educating in schools for over eight years now. And it is my dream to make a documentary that we can give to free to every school in America across the nation to educate our kids about how the internet works and where a naked photo goes when you hit send. But we need matching funding on this. So if you have it in your heart today to support us in this documentary, please go to GoFundMe Million Kids. That is GoFundMe Million Kids and donate today. We can make this world a safer place for your kids and our kids. GoFundMe Million Kids. Thank you for your support. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited. Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This is Opal Singleton, and we are talking about how too much time online can be dangerous for your teens. I have been doing using this time off to do a lot of research. I still need a lot more to do. Uh, so it's a fascinating thing. But I read an article that I really wanted to get into this segment. Uh, the article is uh, Snapped Streak. Addiction, Why Teens Can't Put Snapchat Down, and it has a subtitle, How a Handful of Tech Companies Control Billions of Minds Every Day. Now, this is from an organization called Protect Young Minds. They've actually been on my show, and they are great people. Uh, But there's some headlines in here I really want to bring to your attention because what I want you to understand is social media is about relationships and our kids are going to have relationships online for the rest of their lives. This is the reason why I believe that training this generation is so critical. If we don't get this generation right, we are going to have a long history of just losing a segment of our society to social media exploitation because it is so ingrained in our way of life. Uh, For me, this is the D.A.R.E. program of this generation. Now, I get excited because what I understand is when you explain it to kids, which is the purpose of my documentary, they get it and they don't want to be exploited and they want to be leaders. So that is the mission mission of Million Kids. But this article goes on to say that uh, Snapchat streaks are proof of friendship. You see, what I'm talking about here is you're just not just talking and texting. You are building relationships. The Snapchat streak, what that is, is a a streak where you never break it. Each of you keep sending Snapchat uh, messages back and forth and so that the streak is never broken. They interviewed a bunch of teenagers, and here's some of their comment. It's a way you show that you're committed to a relationship. Now, that's okay if it's a relationship you know that is proven valid, that you understand who they are, that you have friendship in real life. 
But it doesn't end there as our world, as our kids live in a world without borders. They are having these relationships with people they don't know, they haven't met and haven't validated and don't know the truth. What they said, this uh, teenager here, 14-year-old lady uh, out of L.A., snap streaks are just a cool way to connect with friends every day. It's a commitment on both our parts to keep the streak going. Uh, once you start a streak with someone, you've got to be committed to send a quick message. Streaks are proof of commitment to someone. It's a way to measure your friendship in a good way. Snapchat streaks develop a level of friendship between people. The longer your snap streak is, the better friends you are. And it goes on to say it is a big part of its social of its social acceptance. Keep in mind, this is acceptance with people you don't know. You are looking out to be accepted by strangers that you don't know anything about their values. You don't know their goals. You don't know their ulterior motives. And yet you're, because of the consistency of the communication, are feeling more and more loyal to them. Almost every one of these cases that where they interview a kid that has sent a naked photo, why did you do that? other than I don't know is well I didn't want to hurt their feelings I didn't want to let them down I wanted to be a good friend this goes on to say like you can talk to someone every day but a streak is physical evidence that you talk every day if you have if you see your friends have a lot of streaks you're like whoa that guy knows a lot of people it shows their social status to see how many streaks they have And it's a fascinating thing because what happens here is they're using this to validate their self-worth, their acceptance, their popularity, their involvement, their, their belief that they are okay for that day because they still have a, an interaction. So I believe that this can be a very positive time for our kids to set and have these dialogues with them, to share these ideas, to open their eyes to the world they live in, to help guide them, help them be leaders certainly set set healthy parameters. I'm not against just letting anybody run out there and do whatever they want, especially if it's creating self-harm. However, and I believe as parents, we're responsible for that because we're paying for that bill. So it is up to us. If our child's going to be on there, you better know what those apps are. You better know how they work. And if you don't know how, keep following me and kids and you will learn. But it is up to all of us to make leaders of our kids. This is a dangerous time in society because we have a perfect storm of kids with time online, perpetrators with time online and accelerated fetishes, law enforcement that is straining at the at the uh, bit there because of what they can produce and schools shutting down so that we can't see the violation that is taking place. However, me and kids is here. We're on the front lines. We are taking this on. We're still doing the research. We're still giving you the information and we're still out there dealing with parents and kids and having real cases. And with that, bear with me a minute. I want to give you the 800 number. If your child is in social media exploitation, the 800 number to report that to, let me get that, is one 866 
347-2423. My name is Opal Singleton. The show is brought to you by Million Kids. These are really rough days for Million Kids as we don't have presentations. We're totally reliant on people who uh, care about us and willing to support our work. If you're willing to donate and help us through this difficult time, we very, very much would appreciate that. You can do that by going to millionkids.org and hit that donate button or our P.O. box is on the website also. It's P.O. Box 7295, Riverside 92513. Attention, Million Kids. Please write to me at opal, O-P-A-L, at millionkids.org. Folks, we're going to get through this. We're going to be better people. Our kids are going to learn what it's like to live in the hard times. We're going to take care of each other. I'd encourage you to put your arms around your kids and your family. Give them a big hug. Tell them how proud you are of them. Make them leaders and make them proud to be people that will lead in a world that is living in a world without borders. You folks have a great week, and we'll talk to you next week. Stay safe out there. Thank you for tuning in this week to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Please join your host, Opal Singleton, for another edition next Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have another important discussion next week. 